Hello, everyone, and welcome to Tales from the Pod Crypt. I am your host, Wade, and we're back. We're back in the saddle. We're back at the crypt for some new episodes. Well, not really new. That's why I'm doing this intro. A little disclaimer that the Switch, uh, this episode was filmed back in June 2021. It is now February 2022. And, uh, yeah, that's a big gap of months. Um, so I kind of want to give a brief explanation. Basically, a lot of plates were spinning in June. My band, Meteor King, had an album. They were finalizing Deep Crimson, which is out now. Spotify, Bandcamp, YouTube, Deezer, Pandora, whatever. Uh, also, we were, you know, finishing uh, we're finishing production of Butterfly Black Velvets, which is hopefully coming out in some sort of limited release, maybe. Um, a lot of things. Um, I met, I got myself into a lovely relationship, um, had some life experiences. Holidays happened after all the, the band stuff, so a lot of things were going on. And basically, there was too many plates spinning, and I had to put the podcast on the back burner. Also, there were some episodes we banked that were lost. But luckily, I forgot to back them up, so we still have them. So just a disclaimer that this episode is taped from back then. And uh, so if anything happened, like people died or life experiences or big, big things happen, like, you know, we didn't come, we didn't talk about, well, that's because this has been taped. And another disclaimer that the Switch has been taped. Uh, also, back then, we, sw- we recorded the cutting cards till death. And threes a crowd. So those are all going to be from back in June. Uh, but once we get to the next episode after threes a crowd, then we will have more up to date recent episodes that are filmed in this year. Um, so yeah, I mean, I don't want to talk too much. So let's just roll it. Welcome to Tales from the Pod Crypt Season 2. I'm your Pod Crypt Keeper, Wade. And today I'm joined here with a returning guest. This is your first episode of Season 2. You've been on multiple episodes previously. Gary Carper. Hello. Yes, you're back. Uh, I think it's funny, like, Season 1, you're on Episode 2. And Season 2, you're on Episode 2. Yeah, funnily enough, I requested both of these episodes. You did! You did request both of these episodes. Um, Before we start uh, diving into this episode, we gotta thank uh, the person who does our music, Jen Tonin. You rock. Go check our stuff on jentoninbandcamp.com. Check that stuff out. Hello, Jen. Yes, hello, Jen. Um, And also follow us on Instagram, Tales from the Podcrypt. But anyway, we're here to do episode two of season two, The Switch. And it what came out April twenty first, nineteen ninety. I was nine days old, I think. I don't know. I uh, was five years old in two months. Basically, they did three. They did three episodes that day. They did you know aired it. They aired the first episode, Dead Right. This episode, and also the next episode, Cutting Cards. It was like a ninety minute 
spectacular for season two. Uh, it is based on the Tales from the Crypt issue number 45. This is also the first time they have ever used Tales from the Crypt as source material. They never used it beforehand. They used like Tales of Fall of Horror or Shock and Suspense, um, Haunt of Fear, that's the other one. So this is like the first one, and um, that's pretty cool. It takes like, what, eight episodes, and we're finally here. They didn't want to, you know, rush in. Yes. They wanted, they wanted to, you know, ease into it. They didn't want to be like that guy. You yeah. Know, just be like, you know, not that guy that, you know, wears the band shirt at the concert. Yes. Uh, and then, it's <laughs> a good analogy. And for the screenplay, it was written by two people, Richard Tuggle. Uh, he wrote screenplays for like Escape from Al- Alcatraz and Tightrope. He also directed Tightrope. But after this episode, he just kind of stopped writing. He kind of disappeared. Um, and there's Michael Tav. He only has seven writing credits. Before this, he did Steel, Still Life, The Fine Art of Murder, and Friends, Lovers, and Lunatics. Also has not really done anything of note, you know, mostly TV stuff. So two writers that are mostly TV people, and they don't end up being, like, breakout writers. But the director, on the other hand. I've never heard of the director before this. Uh, uh, Arnold... Schwar- uh, Schwartz Schweinheiner Schweinheiner Schwarzenegger never heard of him uh, sounds like a bratwurst yeah because we're tight psych we all know who the fuck he is if you don't know who this guy is um, you might have been under a rock you might have been under a rock or possibly living in Australia yes and before this he did the Terminator Predator Running Man Conan the Barbarian and Destroyer uh, Commando, and Commando Twins Fun fact, I've never seen Conan a Conan movie. How have you not seen a Conan movie? Like I don't that? know. Especially knowing Scott. Yes, I know. As much uh, as he quotes Conan. And before this episode aired on Tales from the Crypt, um, the twin, Twins was the most recent thing he did. Yeah. Uh, and, and he like requested to be like, no, I really want to do like a directing thing. I, I, I want to do, um, uh, you know, uh, let's do Tales from the Crypt. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, it's funny you ask, say that. Uh, he only directed one more thing after this. Um, this is his director debut. He would direct a movie called, a TV movie called Christmas in Connecticut. Never heard of this movie. I kind of want to see it. Um, it was, I wonder if it was a, um, Lifetime movie. That's what I'm thinking. It sounds like a Lifetime movie. Or or it's like Home for the Holidays. (laughs) Um, this aired in 1990, but also two movies of his come out in 1990. Do you know what they are? 90 let's see i can't think of what came out in 1990 of his right total recall and kindergarten cop two very different very different things we have paul verhoeven who directed kindergarten cop not paul verhoeven that would be very could you imagine paul verhoeven directed kindergarten cop i said said, well ultra violent i don't know so i'm saying paul verhoeven did total recall but who directed you know kindergarten cop i couldn't think of that so it wasn't Arnold. I can check right now because I need to know too. Kinder, this is all staying in, ladies and gentlemen. You're seeing the magic. It is directed by Ivan Reitman. Oh, okay. So Ivan Reitman from you know Ghostbusters and yeah. ten thousand other things from oh, our yeah. childhoods. <laughs> oh yeah, he has done a lot. Okay, here's what he's directed: Meatballs, Stripes. Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters 2, Twins, 
Kindergarten Cop, Dave, Dave and Junior, and Junior, Beethoven, Private Parts, Space Jam. Those are producer credits. So, oh, okay. Yeah. I'm saying it's still things he's attached to. Yeah, so I'm just like twins. That's it's a good tie-in with this. Um, and after, right after 1990, Terminator 2 comes out. Fun fact: I've never seen Terminator 2. I don't believe you. I've seen Terminator, and I've also seen Salvation. Never seen. Any, oh, I saw three. I saw three. Somewhere on TV. How have you not seen Terminator 2? I know. Like, that's it, like the best one. I own it on Blu-ray and it's been like, I kind of save it for a good moment to like, I'm going to watch it tonight. I'm gonna put some candles on. You're going to masturbate to it? I don't know. I don't know. Like, I've never seen the good and bad, the ugly. And I'm like, I kind of want to see that. I'll watch it on a special occasion or something. You know, you're, you know, like half the people listening to this are going to turn off by this point because you've never seen Terminator 2. I know. You're going to lose, like, half your fan base. But I understand, like, I understand reference of Liquid Terminator. I know. Have you seen this kid? Wayne's World, of course. Um, or is it Wayne's World 2? What's Wayne's World 2? Wayne's yeah, World yeah, yeah, because he's rushing to go save Cassandra from... Yeah, uh, when, when, when Wayne's also World, Gordon Street. Because um, when Wayne's World came out, Terminator 2 hadn't That's right, that's, that's right, that's right, that's yeah. Um, right, yeah. <laughs> that's hilarious, because, you know... Gordon Street, not nah, Gordon Street, but yeah, that's that's the people behind this episode. But let's talk about the cast, the two main characters. I well, can't believe you haven't seen Terminator Two. This I, is going to bother me now. I ha- I own it. I you know what? By the time this episode airs, I have watched Terminator Two. If you don't believe me, go follow me on Letterboxd, uh, Suede MCP. You'll see if I've watched it or not. I will. We will make up a new show called the A Plus Movie Den, where we watch <laughs> movies you have not fucking seen. <laughs> That are like. I mean, to be fair, three years ago I saw Jaws for the first time. Toby Ferris made an appearance. Um, also, uh, there's what's another movie I've seen recently? I saw Gremlins for the first time like two years ago. This, oh, is, no, one no, the, no, this no, is one of these gentlemen that that was living under a rock. Let, let me rephrase it. I've seen parts of Gremlins, but I never watched the entire movie. It's like I've never seen Wizard of Oz all the way through in one sitting. I've, uh, see, I've, seen way, every, I've seen every single scene. Gremlins is going to come up later today. Yes, because we are recording a couple episodes. Yes. yes. Um, yeah, so let's move on to the cast. We're going to talk about the main, the main two in the cast. The other ones we'll talk about while we discuss the, the episode. Um, the stars William Hickey as Carlton Webster. Um, Hello, I'm William Hickey. Yeah, uh, I I know him from playing Uncle Lewis in Christmas Vacation. That ain't on no fire. shooting star. That ain't no Santa Claus. I forget what he says. Um, he's also in Major Pain. He's also one. Of, he also does one of the voices in uh, Nightmare Before Christmas. He's the evil scientist. That's I think, right. What, I forget the character's name. Um, he's also in Puppet Master. Uh, I know also know him from Mouse Hunt. Uh, that's that's something that will come up later too, uh, and also one crazy summer. <laughs> oh yeah, I know from that movie. Which by, this is it's funny because the last episode that this podcast has done was the one with Demi Moore. Who's in One Crazy Summer? And fun fact, I love One Crazy Summer. Yes, I I prefer Better Off Dead, but you know One yeah, Crazy and Summer. I, and I prefer One Crazy Summer over Better Off. Dead. Yeah, and is, fun fact about Savage Steve Holland is he invented the whammy. He designed the whammy from Fesher Luck. Anyway, he also did some stuff. Um, he was actually in a tar- Tales from the Dark Side movie. Yes. It was the uh, Cat from Hell segment. And sadly, he died a few years after this episode. Um, 
at, the right, at the ripe old age of 70, going on 209. This blew my mind when you said he died at 70. He's always looked 100. Yeah. You go back like 20 years. When you cast old man, you think William Hecky. Yeah. Apparently, he's always had a gaunt frame and frail-looking body due to addiction, but I really couldn't find more on that subject online. But apparently, he's, he's just looked like that last like 30 years of his life. Yeah, that's that's weird. It's like it's like uh, how um, Steve Martin has always looked the same age for like fifty years. Yeah, uh, and also his co-stars Kelly Preston. Oh yes, John as Dr- Linda, John Travolta's wife. And, yes, you know what some people know her as, but she has been acting for since the nineteen eighty one, eighty two. Yeah, I mean, I mean she, she acted for like twenty years, I think. Um, uh, she, her breakout role was in Christine. Yes. Uh, she became good friends with Arnold on, on Twins. Yes, this which is, how, is how, which is how she got cast in yeah, this. Yeah, she's right off Twins with him, and she's mostly just in like some movies here and there, mostly smaller movies. I mean, she yeah. did do Jerry Maguire. It's not I mean, she, she was also in uh, a lot of stuff with Travolta, yes. know, their marriage and all that. She was in Battlefield Earth. Um, yeah. Sadly, she passed away last year due to breast cancer. Yeah, she also battled that. That sucks. So the two leads in this. Episode are, are no longer with us. Yeah, um, I would be really impressed if William Hickey was still alive. Yeah, well, he passed away twenty four years ago. <laughs> yeah, a long time ago. And so, and we'll get to the other characters um, while we talk about this episode. So let's just dive in. Let's dive into the Crypt Keeper, our opening segment. You know, he's a uh, bodybuilding. You know, he's like, yeah, I'm bodybuilding. So he says. Welcome, horror hooligans. This is your shiver chef. It's disgusting what people will do to stay young. What's the matter with you? Want to keep that 90-pound corpse for the rest of your death? Keep pumping while I tell a story. Tonight's story is about an old man who finds a new wrinkle in the fountain of youth. A twisted tale that we call the switch. That was nice. And ladies and gentlemen, that was the first time someone's ever shared the opening monologue or closing monologue with me. So there you go. Anyway, so we're starting, we're going to dive into the episode. We start with this, like this old mansion. He's poking some fire, you know, he's just pondering that a world without string. is just chaos. It's a mouse hunt reference. Uh, I love the score in this episode. This score is so good. It's whimsical to evil as hell. It's great. This one's just like, kind of like, it's feels old and musty. That's, that's one of the things that a lot about a lot of the earlier episodes of Tales from the Crypt. Their, their, their scores were generally very on the nose with the episodes. Yes. It, it was very obvious that the people doing the scores were actually watching the episodes when they wrote them. Yes. And uh, we in this shot, we get everything we need to know. There's pills. It's old and musty. And there's a really close-up framed picture of Kelly Preston. So that's how you know everything's going on. And he loves Linda. And then in walks his butler, Fulton, played by Ian Abercrombie. Uh, he has he has had almost tw- two hundred acting credits. I know him as Mr. Pitt from Seinfeld. It took me forever to realize. Oh my god, that's Mr. Pitt! Oh my god! And um, he was also in stuff like he was also in Mouse Hunt. Um, I think everybody was in Mouse Hunt. He was in Adam's Family, Army of Darkness, Twin Peaks, Jack Frost Two. Wild Wild West. He's apparently also an Inland Empire. Another Twin Peaks thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and sadly, he passed away in 2012. 
Uh, he's a delight in this episode. I love Fulton in this episode. <laughs> he's such a good influence. He's such a good influence. He, he, he is like the best friend. Yes. And he's, he's like... He's more than a butler. And Carlton's like, I'm in love, Fulton. Um... And then Fulton, you, you need to smoke like nine packs a day to get to that yeah. that that croak that he has. Yeah, and then, and Fulton's like, she only wants your money, dude. And he's like, no, no, I'm not gonna. Though I will say, I like the idea of Carlton's like, I'm not gonna let, I'm not gonna spoil her of money. I like that twist to where like usually it's like I'm gonna show her all my money. He doesn't want that, so there's a little bit of like more layer to Carlton than you would get for like a. Because a lot of Tales from the Crypt, there's a lot of like cut and dry comic book yeah. caricatures. And for so, this, you know, the the old guy being like, no, I'm not going to use money. I'm going to use love. Yes. It's a little earnestness. It makes you kind of root for Carlton a little bit. Because, um, you know, most of the time when you have somebody that's, you know, quote unquote 90 trying to get love, they're going like, I'm going to use my money to get her. And this one, he's, he's going to use heart. Yes. And um, one of my favorite shots of the whole episode is when Fulton and Carlton... They open the curtains yeah. and let the sunlight come out and it's like this whimsical music. And it's like super adorable and I love it. It's just it's just two older gentlemen. Like you're expecting him to like click his heels together, like jump in the air yeah. and click his heels together, which he probably could have done considering he was only like 66. Yeah. And, and <laughs> then, you know. Instead of like the 90 that everyone thought he was. He's better than Grandpa Joe. Fucking, I'm still mad about Grandpa Joe. From trying to chop a factory. Don't worry, they're 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 trying to cancel Grandpa Joe. Will be fine. Yeah, they are. They are. They're trying to. Well, he was just a he was a shitty grandpa. <laughs> anyway, uh, so we go to the flower shop, and Carlton gives Linda her fifteenth fucking flower bouquet, and she's like, "You're too old, brah." And Carlton's a little I crushed. I just can't look at that face. Yeah, Carlton's a little crushed, but his spirit isn't, and he's like, "Don't worry." I'll get it. And then we get the first touch of his obsession of like, it's like he wants to be young inside. Inside he does want to be young, but he wants to do it like, he's using Linda as a way, as a vessel to be like, this is, I'm going to make the change. I'm going to make the, the, the plunge. He's going to make the switch. Damn, that was good. That was good. Too bad this is an audio podcast that you can't see you pull off your glasses. The switch. Um, That's so, when you audio layer in. Dun, dun. <laughs> yeah, uh, he goes to a doctor to get treatments for Doctor Thorne, and then he's like, "Oh, it's five to ten years." But Doctor Thorne only five to ten years. And Doctor Thorne's like, "We're gonna do all these things." He's not happy with it. Doctor Thorne actually is played by Pat- J. Patrick McNamara. He plays Mister Preston and Bill and all the Bill and Ted movies, I believe. So I, I don't. Don't remember face the music, but he's definitely Mr. Preston in the first one, two. And, yeah, one and two. And so basically, as any doctor, plastic surgery doctor, he's like he has a black market referral. He's like, I know someone that can help you. It's like, but he, and, and he does the glasses pulling. Yeah, he actually does take his glasses <laughs> yes. off. He, but, he he about faces and takes the glasses off. It's like, yes, I do know someone to do it, but it doesn't come cheap. The switch. <laughs> Just he says the title. They arrives with a very spooky manner in the rain and evil as fuck organ music, and you know into the creepy lab where we meet the doctor, played by returning Roy Brocksmith. I think has the most credits of anyone in this series. Yes, he has three. Um, the next one, well, I don't want to spoil it, but it's later in season two. Um, but he wasn't previously the man who was death as the barkeeper. 
the bartender, not the barkeeper. Yeah. Um, and the cost for a new face is one million dollars. One million dollars. I know work, and it's like I did How, a, Why so expensive? Well, it's a hundred thousand to do the surgery, but it's no. What's the other nine hundred thousand? It's for the face. It's for the man. <laughs> yes, and the young man we meet is Hans, played by Rick Rosovich. Who, uh, he was in Top Gun. Well, I've also never seen Top Gun. Well, that's fine. You're not really missing much for, <laughs> for, for Top Gun. He was also in Navy SEALs. Ooh, Navy SEALs. <laughs> and But his big breakout role was in Terminator with Arnold Schwarzenegger. He played, um, I forget uh, Linda Linda Hamilton's, Hamilton's uh, roommate's name, but he played her boyfriend, who was, you know, classic line, don't make me bust you up, man. Yeah. Before getting thrown all over the room like a rag doll, yeah. which is where he befriended Arnold Schwarzenegger. And got this part. That's pretty much what yeah. led him to this part. Also, according to IMDb, there's a nice little tidbit here. He's considered one of the nicest people to work with. Yes. That was like the freaking first paragraph of his IMDb. I'm like, that's that's nice. He's also done six uh, movies with Bill Paxton. R.I.P. And don't worry, Bill Paxton is in Tales from the Crypt in the future, just so you know. Um, and also they were talking about his face. He's like, don't forget his hair. Don't forget Hans's hair. Look at the hair. Yeah. His brain is also top notch. Yes. Um, we start the surgery, which is dramatically wakes Fulton up in his, in his car. Just wakes him up. Lots yeah. of blood. Lots, lots of blood, lots of blood flowing through tubes. Lots. Um, yeah. And then out, then the surgery's over and out comes Carlton. If only and, other blood could flow through tubes that easily. Yeah. And Fulton. And Fulton's like, what the hell? But then he finally shows his face to Linda. And he kind of looks like Dennis Hopper. Surprise! <laughs> he kind of looks like Dennis, <laughs> like, a, like a young Dennis Hopper. A young Dennis Hopper no, it's, 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 still it's, on a lot of cocaine. It's like it's like an older Dennis Hopper, but with like Dennis Hopper, young Dennis Hopper's hair. And with a lot of makeup sprinkled on. Yes. Um, but his body is still, I wrote, his body is still old as shit. And, um... Then Fulton's white's cracking. He's like, how is love blind or whatever like that? But now he wants to get a torso and new arms, and it's going to cost $2 million. And then we have a get- well, By the way, we have to talk about the lab set. The lab set's awesome. Some awesome, cool... Of course, you have the corny-ass skeleton in the corner. But, like... Well, that, that, that's from the last person who didn't pay. Yeah. Obviously. <laughs> but also, you have those, like, you know, those tubes, that electricity coming up, you know, a lot of cool the, things. They're called Jacob's Sliders. Oh, really? Okay. Yes. I've also never seen Jacob's Ladder. That's another movie. Well, this that, is an that's, episode. A movie, that's a movie I personally think is overrated. This is an episode loves. where I'm just going to reveal all the movies I've never seen. And everybody, every single time you do that, like an angel loses its wings. Yes. <laughs> uh, and then we see Chiseled Ass Carlton afterwards. And of Bound course, chicka, wow, wow. we get to Arnold's favorite scene, the bodybuilding scene. Of course, it's his favorite scene. And, and all of his bodybuilding buddies. Yeah. Linda, Try saying that ten times real fast. And Linda, who her name is funny, her name is Linda. Is Linda Hamilton? Um, it's like, oh yeah, hot dude working out. She's like, I can't, I can't believe it. But I do think it's hilarious with seeing Carlton's voice over Hans is yeah. fucking hilarious to me. Yeah. Um, and then you know, we're gonna go swimming. He's like, I brought you your trunk. She's like, thanks, Linda. Yeah. <laughs> and it basically ends up with. 
Bro, do even tan your legs? Like, they're all... I love that they do... Cla- There's a lot of classic gags they do. Yeah. Like, they, they do, like, the lower half and the top half. Yeah. Low, show, that's cool. Top half is Roy. Lower half is Carlton. Yeah. So, and it's, I, just, it's It's a nice little... It's like an old school camera thing they used yeah. to do back in the day. It's like Arnold's, like, you know, he's a student of film. A student of film. That was terrible. Okay, anyway. So, he goes to get a new... Oh, I forgot to mention one thing. For, before he goes to get lower body... Fulton's leaving. Can't afford the house and him. It's kind of sad. I feel bad for Fulton. Fulton it, looks so sad about it. Yeah, and, and just the 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 embrace and a really big like brotherly hug. Yeah, such as Hans. That's really weird. Um, so now he's going to get lower body. It's now three million dollars. One million for both legs and an, an additional million for the most important part. And also, I love that they add like a woman's scream behind it. Randomly, they put in the episode a random like stock footage of a woman screening when you know they're basically saying the penis. It's also being like salami, I think. Well, it, of course, they got they've got to really emphasize yeah. what that third part is. And, and they make note that three million is all Carlton has left, but it's he doesn't. All the money he has left in yes. the world. And uh, we cut to Hans's butt. We see his butt. I also appreciate when you look in the mirror, you see like an Adonis or a Statue of David kind of thing in the background. Like, yeah. it's kind of a nice little placement of that. So and, then the, and then, of course, you know, the doctor, the good doctor mentions like, Adonis in all of his glory. Yes. And also, his penis. He's very happy about his penis. Uh, and he's like, wait till Linda sees me now. And then he rushes to Linda's apartment, but she's moved out. She moved to a fancy new address. But the guy who gives him the address, I was like, he looks familiar he's played by christopher lawford i know him from he was mayor harris in blank man that great movie but he's also in two at least you've seen blank man i love blank man he's also in two arnold schwarzenegger movies though he's also in terminator two three and the sixth day so yeah but then he gets he's about to get robbed by a weird greaser gang it's like they're like greasers, but then they're punks. I don't know. Um, and I was like, you know what? That head punk looks familiar. It sounds familiar. Yeah. And I looked it up. It is freaking Mark Pellegrino. Uh, I See, Lucifer himself from Supernatural. I never but, watched this. I never watched Supernatural. But he's also he's one. He's not Woo. He's the other goon for Jackie Treehorn and Big Lebowski. <laughs> uh, he's in Mulholland Drive as Joe. Um, he's Rita's ex in Dexter. And he, he does, he's like a thousand of one things. Yeah, and Jacob, he was also Jacob in Lost. If you've watched Lost, oh, it's kind of a spoiler, Jacob. Not Jacob, but Lost it, has been it, out for a while. I'm sorry if if you're if you're worried about Lost spoilers at this point. In That's time, also late Lost seasons, so that no one cares about late Lost seasons. No one really cares about Lost spoilers by this point. Anyway, so he gets beat up, and also some guy gets thrown over the car in the most epic freaking shot ever. Which you know, it tells him correct. You know, Arnold was like, was like, throw him over the car. It's like, come on, do it, do it now. Action. Anyway, so he arrives to the fancy apartment. Linda answers in her silk robe. He proposes, "I, I, I want you marry me," and she's like, "I'm already married, Carlton." And he's like, "Carlton, you're nice, but she wanted a man of financial means and wealth and the importance of money, the value of a dollar." And and something that he knows nothing about. Yes, because he spent it all on appearances and not like investing and stuff like that. And she's married to Hans, 
what? And you know William Hickey is like enjoying this because he just like be like with, with like Kelly Preston right next to him. He's like, oh yeah. Um, so and the so as all this is going down and you know you have Hans's voice layered over William Hickey's face, laughing hysterically. Also, the dramatic zoom on like yeah. uh, on uh, Carlton Hans. Yeah, and, and then, as that's happening, guess who comes out of the kitchen? Fulton. And he's just like, no. So not only did he switch bodies, he switched positions. Yes. The uh, entire thing is not, it is a complete and utter switch. Yes. I do, I do, I always like, it's always etched in my brain is when you do a close up on William Hickey's mouth laughing, it's all, with Hans's laugh behind it, it's really unsettling. It really is. I mean, on top of everything else, the entire thing, the fact that the entire, everything switches between the money, the body, the brain, positions, the fact that they switched houses, and the love interest switches. Yeah. And all he had to do was to be like, I've got money. Yeah. And you've been fine. It doesn't paint Kelly Preston's character. Oh, no, it doesn't paint in a good light at all. It, just, it makes you really sad, feel really, really bad for Fulton. Yes. Who, Poor Fulton. Yeah, you know, not, Ful- not Fulton. Not Fulton. Hickey's character. Yeah, what do you feel about Fulton? Yeah, but well, you know, Fulton could still be friends with Carlton. Yeah, but by that point, he just kind of like looks at him and just just ignores him, though. Yeah. So not I didn't mean to say Fulton. So it was just you feel bad for Hickey's character because you're just like, ah. Yeah, it, it's a effective ending for an episode because the one thing that makes me wonder though, would Hans live longer because it's still his heart. Hickey's got an old heart. Fulton doesn't. No, not Fulton. I keep saying now, Fulton. Now, hold on. Is it the... Because they kept switching stuff, but really, what did they but switch? He, it's, Was it's, it the outside or the he, inside? Yeah, because he still has... He still, cause Hans he still has, had the same vocal cords. Yeah. So they only switched the outside. So, theoretically... Because the outside, because with, Carlton, with uh, Carlton's face... It took a while for it to set in, so then they oh, sk- yeah. But in all in all honesty, really, that was probably it, that was just weird on its own stuff. They, they kind of made it look like Hickey's face. And for some reason, every time I watch this episode, I'm like, oh, in my brain, when I don't watch the episode, I haven't watched it in a while, right? I keep on thinking the doctor is in the room with them, like they're all laughing at Carlton. And they don't, he's not there at all. I don't know why. Maybe it's just my brain just misremembering things. But yeah, that's the episode. And then closing segments of Carlton. Yeah. Poor Carlton. Looks like he blew it, but no pain, no gain. I like a body that's nice and strong. It's your lucky day, fella. You want to pump you up. That's the music, and that's the closer. And that's the episode, The Switch. One of my favorite episodes. And definitely my favorite episode. Like, overall, my favorite episode of the whole series. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Because I know when we... I basically, you know, you gave me, like, a list of episodes. Well, when, when this started, it's like, oh, I, I was like, oh, I got some uh, I got some requests. I gave them, like, five to seven. Most, this, most are in season three. Yeah, I think three of them are in, like, season three. Yeah. And this is my favorite episode, hands down. Yeah. Of, of everything. It's perfect... Tales from the Crypts, you know, like you have the the music, the score, um, you have the score, you have the characters. Yeah, on, on top of everything, it's not a, it, it's 
for the most part, fine enough to watch with like a younger audience, other than like the butt. There, there's no, there's no really foul language other than like, God damn it, Linda. Yeah. There's no, there's no gore. There's, you know, other than like the butt, there's no nudity. It's a very Twilight Zone. Yeah, it's very Twilight Zone. It, it's very. I like, know Tales from the Crypt gets those comparison a lot, but this is very. It would be a Tales from. It would be a freaking Twilight Zone episode. Yeah. But like overall, this this was like one of those episodes. It's like okay, it's like there, there's no cursing. There's very little nudity. It's just it's just the butt. There's a lesson. Yeah, a lesson. There, there's a big lesson is that it's like not nice guys don't always win. And Kelly Preston wants money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Oh my god, I'm kidding. Um, so that's our. You know, I'm gonna give it out a five. I'd give it a five out of five. Yeah, so would I. It's. I think it's. It's probably the only five I'll give out of this. It, re- it represents Tales from the Crypt at yeah. its core. Yeah, and it's the. Fr- it's the first. It's the first celebrity director. Isn't yes. It? No. Well, I mean, well, I mean I'm, I'm, I'm I'm talking like actual celebrity, like you know, like like an like actor. Arnold, actor, yeah, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, I it's mean, not like we've had a Sylvester Stallone, Steve Buscemi directing thing, kind of. Yeah, an actor turned director. Yeah, because I mean, there, there's a lot of there's a lot of great I'm, directors. I'm not okay. famous directors. I'm I'm t- I'm talking like you know I'm talking celebrities. You know. Yeah, turn director for it. I'm not talking like, oh, you know, Spielberg directed this. I'm talking like that are known for Richard, directing. Richard Linklater. Did <laughs> <laughs> you imagine a Richard Linklater episode? Jeez, it'd be terrible. This would be John Waters' episode starring Divine. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a perfect fucking. It would be. Linklater. It would be Divine as a male because I think around this time Divine wanted to do more male roles. Well, he had still done some. Yeah. So. Uh, so Gary, before we can we uh, hop off here, um, did you have anything to plug? Any social media, anything? Well, we still got, you know, we got B-Movie Den. Always a good one. On YouTube.com slash Makinish Productions. Yep. Uh, we got something that has to do with a butterfly we're eventually going to get to, right? Yes, that's also a Makinish Production thing that we're... It'll eventually get done. There's a lot of, like, loose ends we got to tie up. And I'm a perfectionist, so it's going to be a little while. Hopefully, the uh, fall. I always, always like to tell people about Laugh Till You Die. Last to die. It's on YouTube.com slash Minkadish Productions or Vimeo Minkadish Productions. Check it out. Uh, still working on uh, Night of the Axe. Yes, that is on Facebook features. Just search that. Other than that, uh, I don't have anything right now. Just a couple of things that just being worked on writing-wise and pre-pre-production. Other than that, that's it for me. How about you? Anything you want to plug? No. Just, you know, Tales from Podcrypt, my personal stuff. Sway guy. Pretty easy. Letterbox. Suede MCP so you can see if I've watched Terminator 2. So, yeah, it's like, we're going to make you watch Terminator 2. This is going to be like, you know, uh, Clockwork Orange. Or eyes are, oh, no! I mean, I've got it over there. I'm pretty sure I got it on Blu-ray, DVD, and I own it. Don't worry, I own it on Blu-ray. So, yeah. Yeah, but do you have a 70-inch TV? I have a 65-inch. That's not the same. Those extra five inches, I mean, that's what she said. Yeah. So that's it for this episode. Um, uh, be sure to join us next week for Diana Koch joining us for Cutting Cards, one of my favorite episodes of Tales from the Crypt. Um, so yeah. Until next time, kitties! <laughs>